Hello and welcome to Against the Grain, a podcast centered around self-exploration, leadership, lifestyle change, and soul-driven success. I'm your host, change advocate and coach, Louise Fuster, here to help you expand your capacity to adapt to change and move with momentum towards leading your life your way. Join me as we explore what it takes to cultivate a strong sense of self, lead from the heart, and boldly pursue change as a choice. This podcast will help you think, act, and live differently, giving you the green light to make meaningful shifts that feed your soul and ultimately shape your own success. Your life is yours to lead. You are capable of incredible things. And this podcast is your reminder. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Against the Grain. Did you know most New Year's Eve resolutions are on life support by January the 15th and completely dead and buried by February? Yep, it's quite disheartening, isn't it, that most people never follow through with their good intentions. Which makes me wonder, now that we've entered February, how live are your 2024 goals and aspirations? Are you still eagerly pushing forward with them or are they hanging on for dear life by a really thin thread? Just. I know how hard it can feel to find the motivation to keep chasing down your goals after the hype of a new year has worn off. The daily distractions once again take over and the enthusiasm you felt at the end of the year when you set these goals is long forgotten. So how do you keep pushing forward on your goals and maintain consistency once you're out of the January New Year haze? My friends, if you're resonating with this, my intention for this episode today is to help you bring your dreams and desires back to the forefront of your mind so you can keep chipping away at them without it feeling like a massive effort and you can continue to move forward in the direction you want to lead your life. So let's jump in, shall we? Now, there's some common reasons why 90% of people fail to continue past the first few months of the year chasing down their dreams and desires, their goals ending up dead and buried by February. Perhaps your goal is huge, too big, and overwhelmed already got the better of you. Maybe you just have too many goals on your list, so you end up splitting your focus in too many directions. Now, I know all about this. Being a results-driven person, I used to get carried away by how many things I thought I could smash out within a year, and it was unrealistic, really. Or possibly you thought you were ready and willing to do the work to make the change. But if you're being totally honest with yourself, you're not. And that's okay. There's a time and a place for everything, right? Whatever your reason for falling out of sync with the fresh New Year vibes, there are some things you can do to push forward and continue on without it feeling like a massive effort. So my aim for this episode is to give you some tangible tools and mindset shifts that'll help you keep that motivation and consistency going when you find yourself in moments where you feel stuck or like you're not progressing. Now, if you're already feeling the wobbles after a month, you're feeling unmotivated or uninspired, the best thing you can do before you spend any more effort and energy, even if it is just on procrastinating, is to revisit each goal you have and remind yourself why you want it. Why do you want to reach this particular goal? 
I bet my bottom dollar, if you're not feeling the fire, it's due to two reasons. Either you borrowed the gold from someone else, so not only do you have an inherent knowing that it isn't a genuine desire of yours, you also struggle with finding the drive and determination to reach the goal because deep down you don't actually desire to. Or it's because your why is not big enough or clear enough. If your goal is a nice to have, it's not enough. You need to have a compelling reason, a driving force, something that sits at the core of your being to put in the effort to make change. You need to be totally sold on reaching your goal. So ask yourself over and over, why do I want this? Until you get crystal clear on the reason. You know how kids always ask, why, but why? Do that. Do that to yourself. Get curious again like a child. Really knowing your why will boost your motivation. So go deep. Drill down numerous levels of asking why. Push your boundaries until you get to a really meaningful answer, something that you've got some deep emotional connection to. That answer is what will anchor you in the bigger purpose of your goal and keep your motivation high. Now, let me share an example of this with one of my 2024 goals, which is to become strength training obsessed. Now, there's a reason I added the word obsessed to my goal, because obsessed for me means it's something that I really enjoy and love, and it's a non-negotiable lifestyle habit. And that's my end goal for this particular goal. So here's what my reasoning looked like when I asked why to my goal on many levels. Why do I want to lift weights and improve my strength? Because as I'm aging, my body composition is changing. I want to future-proof my body by building muscle to protect my bones and joints. Why do I want to protect my bones and joints? Because if I don't, I run the risk of weak, brittle bones and possibly mobility issues later in life. And I want to have a full range of movement when I'm much older. Why is that a particular concern, to not have a full range of movement? Okay, so I've watched my mother struggle with mobility since she was 65 from developing osteoarthritis and osteoporosis and needing to take a multitude of pills to alleviate pain. And I don't want to be like that at all. I fully intend to live well into my 90s and want to be able to move without restrictions with sufficient strength to live unaided and continue to enjoy my life right up to the end, not fade away in a broken body. Now, what do you think sounds more motivating? To lift weights and improve my strength or to live a full life without pain and restrictions? So I want you to write this exercise down as you move through it. Journal on it if that's your thing. Or what I find really helpful is getting my husband so you can find a friend or a partner or a mentor, someone, to ask you the why questions over and over so you have space to answer intuitively. Now, there's something to note here. If you're already feeling uninspired by the goal you wrote down, then kill it. It's okay to change your goals throughout the year if you're not feeling it any longer. One month in, three months in, who cares? Don't spend any more energy on it. Fill your life with goals that are worth it to you to finish. Okay, So you've unearthed a solid reason for your goal, but you're still getting tripped up. Now, this can happen when we begin the year with lofty goals and we go in hard and fast. There is such a thing as too much too soon. In my opinion, 
The all or nothing attitude, the go hard or go home catchphrase, it's outdated and it doesn't lead to long-term success. All it does is perpetuate overwhelm and is a quick path to burnout. I'm not a fan of it. Slow, steady, sustainable mini moves is how you continue on when you're aiming for something you've never done before and it feels a stretch. Now, your goal might initially feel massive, so large it's paralyzing, and that's because you're looking at it with a zoomed-out approach. You need to adopt the zoomed-in approach and break down your goal into manageable steps. Look at what the first baby step is you can do to generate liftoff. What you're doing here is approaching your goals with a sensible strategy. Never are these mini moves a waste of time. Never. My first strength session early January was just 10 minutes. That's it. Actually, I lie. That wasn't my very first strength session because I did attempt to attempt to do my home workout before Christmas when I bought my weights. I didn't warm up. I lifted weights without knowing the different sizes I should be using for my upper and lower body, without knowing the proper form. But I was excited to get started, so I went a bit gung-ho. And as a result, I could hardly walk for four days afterwards. So I even forget to take my own advice sometimes and do silly things. Don't be like me. Okay, but going back to when I sensibly started strength training, it was just 10 minutes, that's it. I started with what was manageable and achievable to me because I'm a beginner after all and a 10-day slow and steady challenge. And yeah, of course, the name sold it for me because that aligns with my whole approach to things. Slow and steady. Remember, it was a tortoise that won the race, right? So I completed my 10-day challenge of just 10 minutes. And after that, I repeated the challenge doing two sets of each exercise in the sequence, so 20 minutes and slowly building up my strength. And now I'm in the third rotation of the 10-day challenge. I'm repeating it again because I like it. And I'm completing three sets, which equates to a 30-minute workout. So basically in the space within a month, I've moved from 10 minutes to 30 minutes, um, all because my approach has been about small, manageable moves done consistently, showing up for myself, showing myself that I can be trusted to do what I'll say I'll do. And this effort, it compounds. This effort eventually becomes a habit and a habit is what keeps you going, right? We know it's not motivation, that ebbs and flows. Motivation is only good to get you started. So if you can't rely on motivation to keep pushing forward on your goals and you've been putting in the effort but haven't yet built a solid habit, How do you continue to stick with it when you might already be feeling like the 90 percenters who are quickly losing interest? Here's how. Track your progress. Hitting your big goal will only come from the slow buildup of consistent effort. A solid foundation that can stand the test of time does not appear overnight. As much as we'd love it to, it just doesn't. So that's why it's a damn good idea to track your progress because Not only is it motivating as fuck, but it's also very gratifying. Seeing the progress you've made motivates you to not break the chain and undo all your hard work, and you've got a visual to celebrate yourself. On my wall calendar, I've drawn up the days of January and February. I've just written the dates, and every time I complete my strength workout, I write an S next to the date, and I also put a Y when I practice yoga. Now, I know this goal of mine will span the entire year, if not two years, maybe more, until I become 
obsessed with strength training. So you can see I'm looking at my progress from a long-term angle. Now, after just one month, while yes, I can feel improvement in my physical body, it's more that from tracking my workouts, I can see the effort I've expended over time. And this actually motivates me to keep going. If you're not measuring, you're guessing and you're probably guessing wrong. So yes, focus on the long-term results and what you're ultimately aiming for, but accurately track your short-term progress, both for motivation and to build habit. Okay, the final thing I want to offer up this episode is the importance of constructing a supportive environment around you. It's really easy to get discouraged if you keep your goals to yourself. It's also easy to quit on them because no one will know any better, right? So share them. Tell others about your goals you have or the change you're working towards. Doing this will help to hold you accountable. When people know what you're trying to accomplish, they can act as rocket fuel to give you a boost and help you stay on track. And when things start to get hard and uncomfortable, they can lend a supportive ear. They're good eggs to have in your basket. My husband every day now asks if I've done my exercises. And yeah, if I tell him it's a rest day, he looks at me sideways like I'm being a slack ass. But then I show on my calendar where I'm tracking my progress. <laughs> but he's also very supportive. He knows the afternoon dog walk is family time together. So if I haven't yet done my workout, he's like, hurry up, do your exercises. And then we walk Maya and that's your cool down. So we need both the flack and encouragement of those around us to help us stick to our goal and boost our motivation. You were never meant to function entirely solo. So establish a nurturing, supportive environment around you of people who lift you and are just as pumped by your goals as you are. Now, you could consider hiring a mentor or coach specific to your needs. Investing hard-earned money in your future self makes you more likely to show up and stick with it since you now have skin in the game. And you could consider me. If you like the idea of having me support you to make changes and reach your big badass goals, book yourself in for a complimentary 30-minute call and let's see how I might be able to support you. There's a link in the show notes. So there you have it, the real reasons why your goals end up dead and buried by February. Let's recap the things you can do to ensure you keep pushing forward on these goals without it feeling like a massive effort and even if some of the shine has worn off already. Okay, number one, revisit and really question the why of your goal. It needs to sit at the core of your being for you to put in the effort to make change. Number two, don't adopt the hardcore all or nothing attitude that perpetuates overwhelm. Make slow, steady, sustainable mini moves. This is what's going to set you up for long-term success that you're after. Three, track your progress. When the going gets tough, this is what's going to help motivate you to keep you striving for what you want. And four, share your goals and welcome in support. Having people behind you to boost your morale and provide encouragement is priceless. And I want to remind you as I close this episode, your goal, this dream, this vision you have, it's yours for a reason. So get after it. Challenge your comfort zone. Explore your edges. Poke your potential. Do what needs to be done to follow through with the good intentions that you set at the beginning of the year. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode of Against the Grain. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, it'd be so freaking awesome of you to hit download, give me a follow, please leave a five-star review, and of course, spread the love so we can encourage even more women to boldly lean into change and take the lead to build a life they're proud of and pumped about. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode of Against the Grain.